All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Chase Raz, and with me today is Chris Ayers. This is episode 18, and um, Chris has no idea what he's here to talk about today. Hey, that wouldn't be the first time in my life I've just had to spitball it. Well, this time it's because of me. I um I sent you a message a while back, and I said I wanted to talk about what I don't even remember what I told you I wanted to talk about. Uh, you wanted to talk about platform diversity, I think, or diversity over... proliferation. Yeah, overload. Uh, in the Android and 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 other markets, they call it f- uh, like fracturing or fragmentation. Fragmentation. And so. so I I have. Um, a bad tendency sometimes of sitting down and being way too analytical and uh, giving, you know, writing flow charts for stuff that should never, uh, that should never flow in the first place. And I was thinking about software where we're at on the web. And for, for about five years now, I've been teaching, you know, don't try to keep up with all of the services that are out there. Just know what you need to know what's happening in your social circle. But one thing I hear from students, from clients, from people, and and I noticed myself, you mentioned before the show, I've been a little negative recently, and this is one of the reasons why. I think that if we move away from technology for a little bit and come back to the new media side of things, I think people are absolutely overwhelmed with sources for information, with sources for productivity, and let me lay out my flowchart, and then I'm going to pick your brain on this, okay? Well, I just wanted to say one thing before sure. you start going. You teach people not to try to to learn and stay on top of everything. No, no, yeah. So maybe I misspoke there. Not not to <laughs> because one of the things I do is I'm constantly trying to learn everything all at once. Yeah, no, which, I, absolutely. Honestly, I'm not that good at it. But <laughs> a good professional should be learning every single day. Yeah. Um, what I mean is, right? Don't feel like if you, if you're just starting out working in social media marketing. Don't feel like you need to know the ins and outs of every single social network immediately, right? You need to know your basics, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Um, okay, yeah. That's you know, just common sense. You don't dive into the deep end in a lot of things. Right. You have to learn your footing before you apply what you know to the next frontier, the next technology, the next network, the next whatever. Absolutely. So I've I've flow I've I've done a flow chart here of three steps and this may exist out there in the software world and I just don't know about it which is why I'd like to talk to you about it. So I came up with three stre- uh, steps of this frustration. And so if we take tools, software, the ability to do anything, a communications platform. So we're going back to the new media side here. Um I have three steps of what happens with a particular technology or technology set. First, we get proliferation. And proliferation is the idea, this um, concept of let's do it. You know what we could do? We could do X, so let's do it. And this goes around. Maybe it's, oh, you know what we could do? We could create a mobile app, so let's create a mobile app. You know what we could do? We could start blogging, so let's blog. Right? This proliferation of the idea. The second step is fragmentation. And this is where we start turning what we can do into a tool. What? How can we help people do something? So... We get this idea and say, well, everybody started creating mobile applications and everybody started creating websites and blogs and and they're vlogging now and they're recording and they're doing vines. And so we start building these tools to help people do that thing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So then we get to this point of frustration. And I think after the point of frustration comes the third step, and that's consolidation. This is where someone somewhere builds a suite 
And the concept here is not only are we going to help you do, but we're going to help you do completely. Now, the best analogy I have here is think back many, many years to before Microsoft Office. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when uh, before uh, 1, 2, 3, before all of these types of suites, you had to source a word processor, and then you had to source a spreadsheet, and then you had to source a, a, a desktop database system, and then you had to find some way to present information, and so on and so forth, right? And these types of suites came together and said, you know what, this is all business productivity, let's put it together. But the thing is, when we go to the web, when we go to social media, we have a few tools to help people do stuff. When we go to publishing uh, anything online, any type of new media, we have a few tools here and there. But I think we're at this level of frustration where there are no software suites to help somebody completely set up their business, do retail, blogging, everything marketing, promotion, social media, advertising, cloud storage. I don't think you can. Can have a have a software? <laughs> no? Well, no, because, okay, so you, you said this idea comes along, and then it fragments. So the idea, for instance, you said videos. So videos come along. Hey, let's put videos on the web. So now it fragments into you've got YouTube, you've got Vimeo, you've got Vines, you've got you know, all these different things. Now it's built into HTML, HTML5. So now there's all these places you can share video online. Well, certain users get attracted to certain uh, technologies, certain websites. There are people who love YouTube and swear by it. There's people who love Vimeo and swear by it, but they might not go to YouTube because it might be a different mindset. Right. Um, You know, maybe the younger kids watch stuff on YouTube and and the more refined people watch it on Vimeo or there's live streaming so now there's Twitch and there's some other ones and now there's YouTube gaming so but not everyone might watch those live streams because that's more of a gaming thing um, like with image sharing you know there's Flickr there's ImageGur there's um, you know all these different Instagram there's all these different services and there are people that all they use is Instagram there's people that all they use is Flickr. So if you mm-hmm. want to go to these different places... And I do. <laughs> you have to go to all of them. Right. You can't just pick one. But what about... And, and because they're different companies owned by different things, you really can't unify it. What about... Um, Easily. What about on the other end where somebody is working and they say, you know, we're trying to represent a brand and the demographics for this brand are on X, Y, and Z social networks. Let's just Let's just say Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Right, Snapchat. Sorry, hey, that's where that's where the under twenty one market is right now. Yeah, I know. I just I wouldn't. Sorry, you're just going <laughs> brand. So no, I mean, brand. hey, that's I, like I said, we're going solidly back to the new media side of things today, and and specifically social media, really. Okay, okay. But but if if you're responsible for a brand, and those are the networks you need to be on, and and I'll, I will admit, I'm not very familiar with with working with Snapchat in any way, form, or fashion. I believe it's more of a person to person thing, and from what I understand of it, right. But there's but I don't use it heavily. There's so. definitely business wrong. there. Okay. <laughs> it's just. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I just searched Snapchat business, and you can see all the listings that come up. Business is definitely trying to harness Snapchat because of the younger demographic that's there. But if if that's you, if you're this person trying to manage this campaign, well, you need to be on all three of these networks, and then you integrate it maybe with your Salesforce or other CRM, and then you're integrating with uh, maybe some type of publishing tool. 
Um, a lot of us I, from the Twitter world will think of Hootsuite or, or something very similar first. But yep. at, at what point does these types of software become a, a suite? At what point do people start realizing and saying, you know, it's not just that you're trying to reach people through social media. You also need to push your product. So where's the integration for marketplaces? Where's the integration? Essentially, the, the turnkey digital equivalent to Microsoft Office. See, that's the thing. I don't think... So yeah, Google's huge, and they have all these different pieces, and they have their, their Google thing. Microsoft's huge, and they have all these different pieces. Apple's huge, and they have all these different pieces, and they, they make their pieces work together because they want to keep you in the Apple ecosystem. They want to keep you in the Microsoft ecosystem, and they want to keep you in the Google Android ecosystem. But in the web, the, the thing about the web is most of the sites, most of the thing, but yeah, I mean, Facebook's expanding. A lot of sites do one thing. One thing, you know, Instagram really focuses on on pictures. Flickr post focuses on that. Twitter, sure, they're they're branching out a little bit, but it's you know the posting messages and the direct messaging. The, there are a lot of disparate services where each company is really doing one thing and one thing well, and they try try to do that well. I mean, you start seeing some some bigger companies that can do multiple things well, but usually when these small startups gain adoption, start growing, and become popular and hip, they're doing one thing and one thing well. And because they're all different companies doing all different things, I don't think you can make that a suite. Now, there's a tool I've used before, and I don't know if you know about this. It's called IFTTT. IFTTT? If this, then that. IFTTT.com. Okay. So what, what this does is it integrates different web services together kind of like a suite and it can respond to events so if you post something to facebook then post the same thing to twitter if i post a picture to instagram add it to my facebook photo album if i favorite a uh, picture on instagram save it to my dropbox if i uh, like an article on my read it later account save a pdf of it to my evernote it takes all these different services and all these different apis and brings them together and connects them so that you can do stuff like that. And that is a very good foundation. That would be a good software foundation for building the type of business service, right? Because I do want to be clear. Like, I'm not looking for some brand new tool because that would complexify the situation, right? If we take and say, all right, well, the solution is let's build more tools. And then the question becomes, well, how do people know we built the tool? And how do they know which services it integrates with? I think I'm going more for the angle of, of at what point do we leave the fragmentation and we start seeing business solutions such as this, this IFTTT, uh, of saying, all right, you know what, we're fragmented, how do we consolidate? And I, I think this is a perfect example of that, but it's more of the engine of what would power something, right? Because in business, let's say you're starting a small business right now, online only, for, forget your actual physical operations. Online, you need to be concerned about your website. You need to be concerned about your social media presence. You need to be concerned about your e-commerce, if you have any. Hopefully, you do. Uh, right, so on and so forth. Those are going to be the big three, though. What, what's your main point of presence? What's your social media presence? And what, what's your e-commerce presence? I don't know, and, and I could just be missing stuff, but I don't know of any tool that really helps other than the light stuff like Squarespace and Wix and all those with little widgets. I don't know of any type of enterprise or business-grade solution 
that's available for small business within a reason, reasonable budget to kind of work all of that out. It's still a very um, disparate set of tools. Um, yeah, I agree. So do we as business people just need to learn to adapt to that? I mean, is that what the technology world would, would suggest for us? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I have close relationships with some small businesses in my area. There's a you know a game store nearby that I, I help them out with things from time to time. And there's a couple of owners, and one of them um, plays around with Facebook and plays around with, with pretty much WordPress and WordPress themes and tries to mm-hmm. manage their online presence. But they are targeting a younger demographic. Um, you know, some mom-and-pop shops probably wouldn't have much of a social media presence, but... You know, if if it's a small business that that the owners feel comfortable doing it, they might do it themselves, or they might realize that, hey, uh, maybe we have some younger employees that can spend some of their time trying to help push this stuff. Um, but not, no, I don't think there's a unified place to do it. I don't think there's a a set of tools like, hey, if you do this, you're going to get good coverage. It's it's either something you have to learn or something you have to spend effort and focus on. I mean, there's a reason marketing people and social media people have full-time jobs because this is a full-time job. Absolutely, and that's sort of the <laughs> plight of the entrepreneur, isn't it? To try to to manage all of these different realms of the business and still come out ahead at the end of the day and say, you know, I, I know we had a major social media meltdown or we needed to um, completely adopt a new social network, but... We still had to deal with manufacturing or e-commerce or whatever else the, the business is doing. And um, so in case anyone is kind of wondering why my mind is, is um, where it is today about this proliferation, fragmentation, and consolidation, I, have, you know, I haven't vetted this model. It's just something I wrote down on a napkin practically. But you know, I was looking at this show itself. And uh, I don't talk about the behind the scenes too much. Maybe we should start doing that more. But I counted more than 15 services, and I'm and I'm services, websites, uh, marketplaces, and software. Put all of those together, and the total count just to publish an episode of this show each week is over 15 services. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, the the days of saying, well, anybody can sit down at a microphone and, and do whatever. Um, yeah, sure you can, but the difficulty of turning it into a business, wow, it's a much larger barrier than I thought it would be. And I'm thinking if I'm having this type of thought and I'm, I have a background in the corporate world, I have a background in entrepreneurship, I have a background in marketing, I have a background in technology, right? Not everybody has had the weird chaotic roller coaster of a career that I've had to be able to navigate those different worlds. And I'm thinking if I'm having this problem, or not quite a problem. If I'm having this idea, then this is definitely a problem for someone out there. Yeah, I completely agree. But uh, you do have people recognizing that and trying to market to that. Like, uh, I, I know you're not a huge Apple and Mac guy, but they, you know, they pushed um, some of their tools in their iLife suite towards people wanting to do podcasts and and. You know, you can record stuff with GarageBand, or you can record a song, and a couple of clicks, you can make it into a podcast. Right. Like it's built into those tools. Yeah, GarageBand um, is is pretty good at that. I, don't, I will say though, uh, if any of my students or former students are listening, please, for the love of God, turn the default echo off in GarageBand. 
thank you. That is all. Right? That that default right. so echo on, drives on me Windows, nuts. There's not that unified effort specifically to do that. So, yeah, you've had to piece together a couple different tools, and you might have some redundancies on some of the recording that you're doing or some of the processing you're doing after the fact that, that could be simplified down from those 15 to less. But even then, there are people who don't have your background, like you said, that won't even get that far. Well, what about what about if we take it to an area where I think almost everybody who's who's probably listening to the show, I don't know, fingers crossed behind my back as I say that, but I think everybody can probably relate to this. We all fairly understand what web hosting is if we don't understand how it works, right? And I think one of the big questions I get asked from, and this is more to the corporate world and out of education now, one of the questions I get asked is, okay, so what is this cloud thing and how and why and when do we move from traditional web hosting to the cloud? And, you know, I look at this and I say, well, it's not really that straightforward. It's not that easy, cut and dry, you know? It's more about your IT infrastructure and how much do you have. And -hmm. so then you get this hybrid area of, well, we've used traditional hosting, uh, you know, we pay 100, 500, whatever it is per year. We've never had a reason for a co-located server or a dedicated server, right? And this is something my company actually does, the company I work for now. um, We've both had traditional infrastructure and we're moving to cloud and we assist, we're a Microsoft partner and we help people move into the cloud. So... Um, so is is right now, are there any tools that are out there that help people navigate this if they're entrepreneurial, if they're solo, if they don't have the money for consulting, or or is it still kind of, not, I hate overusing this term, but sort of the wild west of the cloud to where you really do have to roll your sleeves up and get dirty to, to well, truly jump in? Actually, um, like, so Microsoft. Microsoft offers Azure for mm-hmm. their cloud solution. Yeah. So typical web hosting is you're going to go out to a website, you're going to look for web hosting. <clears throat> you're going to find a company and you're going to say, hey, I want to have a site. So you'll, you'll pay a certain amount of money and you'll have a server that will have certain limits. And you would, you know, they'll like, hey, here's how you FTP your code up or here's how you deploy your site. And you'll do that. Microsoft's Azure solution is a little different. You can do the infrastructure as a service where you rent a server as well, as well and it's on a VM. Or they now have the, you know, like, the, the platform where you you run one of the free Visual Studios and when you make a new project, or you can just push it straight to the cloud. And it actually, when you deploy, it spins up an instance of a server and puts your, your site on it and starts running it. And they only charge you for the processing power and bandwidth that that web server uses when it's running. Right, when it's, when it's running. Right, and, and re- processing requests. So, you know, I might pay $100 a year for a server, and I might never use half of it. Um, On the other hand, um, it it won't really go over my limits. Um, With Azure, you know, I might pay $5 a month or less, you know, like $3 a month or something. And it, it might, you know, if I don't have a lot of traffic, and I can set limits so that if I suddenly post some article that's super amazing and, and, um, you know, New York Times and everyone's linking to it and they can spin up additional instances and like automatically load balance the site and have it geolocated all across the country and and you know, I might pay thirty, forty, fifty bucks or hundred or whatever, but it's still being served and it just re- meets demand. 
Um, but that's just on web hosting. But that's you know, still uh, right. So, so we were kind of using a social media analogy before, and now um, right. um, a, a different example, if you will, of using hosting. But it's all sort of the same conversation. And, and you know, I don't know if I look at Azure, or if I look at AWS, or if I look at any of the cloud services, I still don't know if that is within the scope of most small business people. Right. But then again, I'm probably not giving small business people enough credit because we should be out learning every day. We should be trying to expand our skills. Um, well, I, I've I've met multiple types. I've had friends that were going to do businesses and stuff and they don't want to learn a lot of computer stuff. So they might go out to Squarespace or they might go out to GoDaddy and oh, cool, there's website templates. Right. Or WordPress. Ooh, there's. I've heard about WordPress. But Ooh, you there's know, templates. The I can limit, pick a theme. The limitation you get there sometimes is is astounding, and I think that's where it's been frustrating me. So uh, currently, just you know, just kind of have a easy site up and running. Your your developer. I've done web development for for a very long time, and I'm still running multi new media on on Blogger technically, just to have it there and have it easy to maintain. Right. I know that'll transition in the future, but it, it's kind of this idea of you get so limited when you use some of these services out there, right? The idea proliferates. People get it in their head. They go out there. You get this fragmentation of service of, I'm going to be on Azure, or I'm going to be on AWS, or I'm going to be on, um, let's say, Blogger or WordPress or whatever. Right? Whatever case it is, you go in the direction you go, that fragmentation leads you to. But then, again, the the whole point I'm getting to here is I think the third phase of all of this is consolidation, and I really see a consolidation happening, maybe not immediately, but sometime in the near future, right? Somebody's going to have this idea and say, you know, why can't we create a simple interface that automatically routes traffic between AWS, Azure, um, and uh, Rackspace, and whoever else is in the, the cloud game, right, the IBM cloud, and automatically route. If you want your images on one because you can get a cheaper rate, for that, um, you know, on let's say AWS, and if you want your instances of servers over on Azure because you can get a cheaper rate there, right? Do you ever see that type of? Nope. No, you don't see that happening. Nope. So, what about because what about social every media? Every business, oh. yeah, go has ahead. Their own little silo and their own little fiefdom, and that's what they want. Now, but they all have APIs. They do have APIs, but I really don't envision a company. Um, wrapping it that much like that, like IFTTT, you know, if this then that, they kind of they're for the consumer level, you know, where you know, I and I really recommend checking it out because I, I saw them a couple years ago and I still use them today because it really does do some of that stuff. But I just, as far as like, there might be some software out there that that does like one centralized social media dashboard where you can put one thing up and it goes to you know Twitter and Facebook and yeah and, and even that's been limited because of um, some yeah. of the social media uh, companies saying you know okay you can't create your own UI you can't create some type of mm -hmm. aggregator because they do one thing and they do it well and they want you using their thing they have their own communities and they want to protect those communities and, you know, if you're a business and you want to interact with that community, you got to go to their playground. Right. That's what they want. So with and you're trying to avoid that. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make your own playground where all the kids come. Right. What's wrong <laughs> with that? And, and so I guess, um, you know, make I would a better playground. 
Make yeah. a better so make a better Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, right. That's essentially it. Well, and I I almost want to think of it that way. So a lot of people are in business because they think they can do something better than someone else has done it. Um, other people are in business because they think they have found a, a place of aggra- aggravation that they can alleviate for other people. And then some people are in it just because they want the glory of it and don't understand how much work it is, right? Um, but I, I almost wonder if we, we see, and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that the, model, the three-step model here of proliferation, fragmentation, consolidation is anything academic or, or even vetted. Again, I, I drew it yesterday on a napkin. Um, but it does seem to be a trend of what I notice in business. And I'm kind of wondering if we're going to move away from that consolidation phase in the future and if we really just need to be that much more proactive and in, in being a part of the industries that support our own industries, right? Being a part of cloud computing if cloud computing is what we require to operate. Being a part of social media at a, at a professional level if that's how we need to communicate with our audience. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, the optimist in me wants to say, okay, consolidation will be there. Enterprising people will come forward and will say, you know, this fragmentation is not good for anyone. Let's make everybody a bunch of money, right? Let's make Azure, AWS, and all, let's let all of them sell their services to everybody simultaneously, not have to lock you into one. Right? The optimist in me says that, but then again, you know, being on the web for, what, 20 probably two years I've been on now. Um, I don't know. Fragmentation seems to be where we're at. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes smaller companies get gobbled up by bigger ones, but I mean, I don't know if the consolidation you're looking for is Facebook buys everyone or Apple buys everyone or Microsoft buys everyone. No, I mean, you know, I don't think I, I think there's a lot of people who would be unhappy with any one of oh, those yeah, three. Yeah. And um, yeah, they would be. But like, remember, didn't didn't Facebook buy WhatsApp? Right, and well, that's the consolidation I'm talking about. Because remember, yeah. Microsoft didn't, um, you know, Microsoft didn't really come out and create the first version of everything that's in Microsoft Office. No, they didn't even create the first version of Internet Explorer. They brought they bought Spyglass from somebody else. Oh, that's right. Right, so so maybe maybe the optimist side of me um, should come back, but the sort of the last place I'd like to steer this segment is for small business people, and I don't know if you deal more in your consulting with small or mid-sized or large business, but for small business people who are really having trouble with understanding where to go with new media, social media, web hosting, right? It really doesn't matter the area, so I'm not looking for a specific. Um, sites, but for somebody who's really having trouble wrapping their head around this whole thing that is the modern web and modern web services, what what would you say to, to someone like that? Well, I'd do a couple of things. So, if I was starting a small business or I was working with a small business, I would make sure that one, they had a Facebook page, that they were registered with Yelp, that um, on their flyers they put like either the Facebook address or maybe a Twitter address that maybe they would randomly try to tweet out um, like a discount code or, or, or a, um, you know, a coupon to their followers to try to get more followers to, you know, so they could tell their friends. Um, you know, you could do something simple like, hey, we're going to do a contest. Uh, 
you know, take a picture of yourself at the store or with a product you bought from us or enjoying the food or, you know, with our logo and, you know, we'll randomly select some of these people. Like, that's ways to get followers, ways to spread word about your business. Um, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great advice for implementing social media into your business through marketing. Now, what about sort of the uh, the other area we were talking about of the gulf between traditional web hosting and uh, and and cloud hosting these days? How how would a small business owner really sort of wrap their heads around that? Um. So most. So I think a lot of the cloud hosting. Let me, you know, start there. I think a lot of the cloud hosting stuff is, in some regards, for enterprise. Some of the some of the bigger ticket things, like like Azure and AWS. I think that if you're just getting a website going, uh, the Squarespace, the Wix, one of the the hosted sites, or you know, hey, I, I can rent a server and with a couple of clicks install WordPress and uh, pick a theme and and make my homepage. Um, or it depends upon your level of technical ability. I mean, if you're going to go that route, you're going to, you should probably, um, take an ad out for a, a web developer or call a couple of web developers and set aside four or $500 to actually have a nice site designed and they'll probably recommend a web host and be able to upload all the code and, and get it started for you. Um, Usually paying someone with at least a little bit of experience is going to be better than trying to design a site that looks like it was designed by someone who didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I think that's that's great advice, not only because of uh, you know personal interest um, in the past, but but it really is true that that sometimes you just need to outsource a little bit of knowledge. Um, let's take a uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a um, uh, slightly shorter segment but transition into um, a segment on branding okay back um we had a really good first segment about um something that had been on my mind and i think is on the mind of a lot of business people and that is the fragmentation or the mass availability of tools and services and just this feeling of of not knowing where to start and for our second segment today chris uh and for everyone listening i wanted to turn the the conversation to branding just a little bit because one of the trends that's happening in the um, consumer space is turning brands, um, or, or rather having brands walk away from their websites and move almost exclusively into social media, allowing consumers to set the pace of the message rather than corporate entities. 
Um, have you heard of any of this happening? I know I know we've seen a couple companies. The most recent, I believe, was Nescafe said, hey, we're getting rid of our .com. It's all going over to a Tumblr blog. But but we, we're starting to see more and more of this. No, I've not heard of that happening. Um, so, yeah, the, I mean, Nescafe, um, part of Nestle, is, is uh, the most recent example that I can think of, basically said, hey, we're, we're turning our .com. It's basically going to point to some integration with Tumblr. And we're going to let the people who actually consume our product set the message and set the tone. And why are we doing this one-way communication and, and trying to talk to people about how great our product is when we have people all over the world, right? Nescafe has people all over the world, not many in America, apparently. Uh, Nescafe is always uh, picked on here. But, um, uh, you know, it's that concept of why do this one-way communication when you can have a two-way uh, two-way promotion from the people who are actually using the product. And I, d- I didn't know what you thought about that. Is that a good direction to go? <laughs> I think that this... Well, so I'm a gamer. So to me, um, abandoning your your brand or your marketing campaign and saying, we're just going to point it at Tumblr or Twitter or you know, we're just going to rely on users to generate content for our marketing campaign... Reminds me of, you know, games that are out there that don't have much content. And it's just, hey, it's an open world. And <laughs> we'll let the users build the content for us so we don't have to make a real game. Uh. Not that that's the case. I mean, I, I love playing Minecraft. But it's, it's <laughs> uh, th- this seems like a cop-out to me uh, if, if they're going to do that. I think that the reason brands exist the, the, I mean, it's logos are iconic. Uh, jingles stick with your mind, and you associate these things with the product. That's the whole point of branding. Right. There, there's this image and this concept tied with this product. And if you just release it to social media, that brand can be um, corrupted, insulted, twisted, turned, taken completely different than where you went wanted it to go so you're you're making me think of one of my first experiences and 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 this was i had been doing uh some web work in the 90s for a while and uh i I started trying very young to transition to consulting right i i had no business going into consulting i hadn't even finished college so um you know this was my first attempt of thinking hey one day down the road i want to do this and as I'm trying trying to do that transition, and I, I told these folks that I was working on their website, it's like, okay, I can not only build your website and do all this, but how about I do your copywriting and I do um, the the you know the technical form, writing of copy, not not the legal stuff. So I'll do your copywriting and I'll do some of your branding and, and I'll I'll have your logo done. Um, and it was kind of funny because I'm sitting there with a completed site, showing it to them. And it's all, yeah, this is nice, this is nice, and uh, this is well before video was really prominent on the web, and we put a video in, and they loved it. And so I, I clicked around a few links, and I said, all right, these are blank pages, and they, the, the background looks nice, everything looks great, but what I need from you, the client, is what's the content you want on these pages? You gave me you know, this navigation structure you wanted me to follow, now what do you want me to put there? And their answer to me was, well, I... I don't know. That's just what our competitors have on their site. So we figured we need it too, but we don't have any, you know, we don't have anything there. And, and they said, well, we thought you were going to write it. And I said, well, yeah, I'll do your copywriting, but I still need instruction from, 
you know, your, your corporate entity of, of what type of words do you use? What's your, what's your brand? What, what type of, you know, image do you try to paint? And they're like, well, we don't know. And so we're staring at this blank page. And, and so it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying. Nescafe may have determined of, we really have nothing to say. No one's coming to hear what we have to say. Why don't we just open it up to the community? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I, maybe they just want people to, to share user experiences or anecdotal things, but well, in the first segment, you you suggested that small businesses, if um, somebody's out there working with small business, make sure they have a Facebook page, and you give a couple of other really great tips. But do you remember back to the day where, in a marketing or branding circle, it would have been blasphemy to say promote your Facebook page, right? Facebook was this first example that I can think of where it was okay for a brand to say, "Oh, okay," and check out our page on Facebook. Before that, before um, you know, before the mid, yeah, uh, middle part yeah. of the first decade of 2000s, go all the way back, go well before the web and internet even existed. And the whole idea was don't ever mix your brand with someone else's. Don't ever release that control. Always control your message. And then all of a sudden, you know, the 2000s come around and it's check out our Facebook page. I remember how big of a deal that was. Um, and I, I don't know, is this just a, a continued step of that of releasing some of the control of branding? Well, I mean, it's more than brand because it's kind of like what you're talking about, connecting with the customers. Oh, they send them a message. Are you open? Or you can list your hours, kind of like you know the old yellow pages type thing. Or, right. um, hey, I had a problem, you know, feedback. Or you guys did a great job. So sometimes, you know, people do support over Facebook, or they do announcements. Hey, we're having a grand opening this weekend, but. I don't think that it's releasing your brand uh, or giving your brand uh, under someone else's control. You have to look at Facebook and Twitter now as, you know, part of the infrastructure. Uh, you know, back in the 80s, it wasn't unheard of to put your page in a phone book because that was just part of the way you got business. Facebook and Twitter are just parts of the way you get business these days. It's the new media. I think you hit on a, a perfectly good thing to close this segment and to close this show that you said it's just part of the infrastructure. All of these proliferated services, this entire fragmentation is the word I've been using to talk about it today. That entire admittedly frustrating situation for business people, that's really what the market is right now. And, and it's almost a blessing in disguise that yes it's so frustrating but at the end of the day there are so many more services tools and opportunities available than ever before and it's just about staying proactive it's just about monitoring the situation and knowing uh, at least enough of what's out there and staying abreast of what's going on in order to be effective in the area that you're doing business and i think that's a perfect way to end it because yeah this can be very frustrating for a lot of people especially in new media marketing especially in on entrepreneurship but it's kind of just the world we're in. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up. And uh, I, I, I imagine we're going to uh, follow up on quite a few of these open threads. So signing out for today, I'm Chase Raz, and you are? I'm Chris Ayers. See you all next time.